Hey girls and guys, and welcome to the Always a Bridesmaid podcast. We're your hosts, Mallory and Marissa. We are two best friends in our 30s turned neighbors living in Newport Beach, California. As a couple of girls who have collectively been in over 25 weddings, none of which were our own, we know a thing or two about life after walking down the aisle. So join us as we talk all things relationships, friendships, wellness, and celebrating every season of life. From interviewing fearless single females to navigating the ups and downs of millennial dating to owning, loving, and nurturing your true authentic self. We can't wait to embark on this journey with you. But first things first, will Will you be our bridesmaid? What's up, guys? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Always a Bridesmaid Podcast. I'm your host, Mallory. And I'm your host, Marissa. And we're your hosts. Yeah, and here we are again <laughs> and for another episode. So this is episode five if you're listening on Spotify, episode three if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And we are just glad you're here. We are so glad. We're glad to be here. We're glad that you're here listening. And it has been a fun few weeks uh, putting content out there for you guys, sharing our lives with you and getting amazing feedback. We are so very thankful um how's your week been going mar well let's see my week has been good it is tuesday typically we record sundays and wednesdays uh i'm oh, sorry sundays and tuesdays um unfortunately on saturday i as shakespeare says overdid it is that and, what he says <laughs> and I, so I did i i just i had one too many and it it just caused me to go into a deep spin of the queen's gambit on sunday um, and so, oh, I've been wanting to watch that. I need to you haven't that. watched it. No, I haven't. Wait, I thought you have. Okay, so maybe Jade watched it. You guys, if you haven't watched The Queen's Gambit, stop what you're doing, quit your job, and put it on the TV. It is the best show I've seen all year. What's so funny is the the kind of hangover I had this Sunday was like not a hangover to start The Queen's Gambit. It was the hangover where I'm going to watch reality TV show all day, fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up. It was so. I watched the show. Are you the one? And I, I thought was like, you were going to say, are you afraid of the dark? No, I watched, are you the one? And I'm like <laughs> watching this show. I'm getting super into it because it's about like uh, finding love or whatever. Come to find, I'm trying to find all these people on Instagram. I can't. Y'all, it was filmed in 2014. <laughs> 2014, where half the people on the show probably regretted ever doing it. They have families, lives. All of their Instagrams are private. Like no one even became like an influencer or anything. And I was like, oh, and then I saw that it was 2014. And then it, and then I realized why everyone was wearing the sky tops. <laughs> oh, we'd love a good sky top. <laughs> we thought would be great to talk about because it's what we hear all the time from our girlfriends, friends, what have you is dating apps and dating in your thirties in general, but the new age of dating with dating apps, online dating, all these different segues of meeting people, and how it has either royally fucked us up or it's been successful for some people. Yeah, I always think it's like, it's kind of it's sweet, it's endearing when my married friends are like, oh my gosh, like, let me swipe for you. And they act like it's this like fun thing to swipe. Guys, it's a motherfucking nightmare, okay? It is, it is, it is such a and nightmare. And we're gonna have our good friend Brooke as a host today tell us about her dating story. Because if there's one thing we can tell you guys, it's that guys have no idea what it means to like slow play. Like we, like that's the thing about dating apps. It's you're here and then you're there. And 
we have to dive into it because if you're married, I think you'll find this topic interesting. And if you're not, you will find this relatable. And I think one of the hardest parts about online dating is these people are strangers. And I, for me, for one, it's been hard to, I mean, I've been doing it for a while, but prior to like, you know, I'm 32. So apps have only been around the last like five or six years. Prior to that, it was like, no, you're dating and apps you have... have been since we lived together, there were apps. Okay. So I guess like 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Okay, we have, we have a, our peanut gallery, which is Matt, Amy and Brooke and they're not, but I guess, I guess it's something Maybe I just, if you guys are lucky. We'll have Amy say a story. I guess it's something that I don't understand is like getting to know someone is so hard when you don't already know them or whatever it's been like a harder a harder start especially if they're trying to like quickly move through the process because you don't know each other you're talking on the app a little bit maybe you meet if you do meet you have either a good date a bad day or whatever but no one's ever on the same page oh the no nobody will and and it's like yeah maybe we, we did this thing on our instagram story this today where we were trying to get like responses from people to hear about their dating stories and it's been successful for them. You guys, I would say maybe 3% either ended up dating somebody or married somebody, but for the most part, collectively, the response is everybody's saying like, it is an absolute nightmare. And we'll go through some of some of the responses that we that we got from people because they're actually really good. And it, it was like, okay, I'm not alone. Like this is really what it, it talks about how guys are on the apps and they say they're interested or they say they're looking for a relationship and then you know you're dating a little bit and then they're not and they gaslight you or there's you know people are they just try to get to know you so much through text there's so much talking 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 through text message where it leaves like little to no room for you guys to actually have substance to talk about on a first date or they act this way through text messages and through the app and you meet them and they're like a completely different personality oh yeah because you start to build up what you think this person is like in your head because you're like talking about them for talking to them for a while through these apps and you know if you have stranger danger more often than not you're not gonna you're not gonna match that day and and be like okay let's go meet for coffee in five minutes you want to vet them a little bit but what is too much? How long is it to talk before you meet on first date? So we're kind of going to go into some of those things yeah. today too. But um, we do have someone in the studio with us today. We have someone in the studio. But before we we actually have our very first sponsor, you guys, and we'll obviously introduce our guest. But before we get into that, I think that we should just really quickly say if we've been on apps before and like have we've dated people from the app okay yeah so, so i've yeah. i have i have um i downloaded my first dating app uh i think she it was downloaded like match.com in high school no i never <laughs> you're such an idiot my god this is a serious podcast okay sorry guys so no i downloaded my first dating app when i first became single after my five and a half year relationship and i think it was like 2012 13 i was 25 it's 25 years but old. i don't think it wasn't because i think it was plenty of fish correct me if i'm wrong well and was that an app or was that a website oh i think it was a website but tinder was a thing at the time too i, I think, think tinder hit came out I in Tinder came out the oh, year we have after. Our, we have our peanut gallery. What is it? When did it come it out? Came out in 2012. 2012. Okay, okay, thank you so much. So I hadn't had Tinder yet. Um, I had a good friend who was very actively involved in Plenty of Fish, and she suggested that I go on it. And it was terrifying because that back then 
no anybody could message you on this shit like it didn't matter if he was like a creeper next door like anybody could message you anybody could send you photos it was like so much overload and i was like not ready to even have so i hated that app i think i downloaded it then i or i had an account and then deleted it yeah but tinder was the first time i ever met anybody like actually in person was through, yeah through tinder and then i think i've had every single one since i've had tinder i've had bumble i've dabbled in hinge i think at one point i downloaded coffee meets bagel and, <laughs> and quickly deleted it uh but for the most part i think i'm i've been a bumble girl yeah i've, I've seen more success with bumble than i have with hinge and i've had tinder i've had hinge i've had bumble and i will say that tinder when tinder first came out in 2013 i actually met a guy who thank my lucky stars that i did not end up with him because guys he's not it, it would have gone south real quick but when i met him i was like so into him all this stuff because this app had just come out so i think he was from like seal beach and he just seemed like so eclectic to me because i at this point we had only ever known the group of people we hung out with like you it's just or was, those you see like at the bars at that the bars. weekend so oh, it allowed yeah. you to meet people outside yeah of, like, so it just zone. was like if they weren't in newport you weren't meeting them and so it was like this idea that this guy lived in another place and it was like so cool so we meet up and i actually was like crazy about him the, the interesting part is other than him, I really have never, all of my relationships I've been in, I've met them all in person. So I guess that's like why I'm excited to dive into this episode is because if I haven't seen success on apps, like Mal has seen, she's met like really great guys and dated people. Every boyfriend I've had since that person I've met in the wild, so to speak, meeting like at bars or through friends. And yeah, I still go on the apps and it's like, is it because I'm, I'm really think I'm going to meet somebody or is it because like, I, in that moment I want attention. And I think that's another thing we're going to dive into is when we're going on the apps, what's your setting your intention, what you're looking for, because I think that avoids letdown, that avoids feeling worse about yourself, um, oh, totally. that type of thing. So we'll your go intention into that. has everything to do with it because if you're not ready for it or say if you're like an emotional, like I would never recommend and I am very guilty of it. I literally probably did it within a few weeks of my last breakup, like the, just because you're feeling lonely and like you want attention and you want to feel validated and we were in a freaking pandemic. But like it can very quickly turn into you feel having self doubt and feeling insecure about yourself and like thinking you're not pretty enough and all these things if you're not in the right headspace to like handle that type of, I guess, rejection. And I it could, could also see. create you to settle because you so badly, you know, you were in a relationship where you, you were with somebody and then you break up. So right away you're like, well, I'm going to get on the apps. And I'm not, when I'm saying you, I'm not speaking to you, Mal. I'm speaking like in general, mm -hmm. but it's like you automatically want to get on the apps. And then it's like, when somebody shows you attention, it's like, oh, well, they seem like a great guy. And even though I'm looking at them and they're not right for me on paper, like, oh, well, they, we're having a conversation because apps these days, like you never have conversations. And suddenly you like find yourself interested in this person and then going out, but you never even were interested in this person to begin with. It yeah. was just because the conversation was there. Yeah. Or you've gone on so many dates that just went south and that were so crappy that you finally have like maybe a mediocre date and you're like, oh my gosh, I really liked this date because you have like a bunch of crap to compare it to instead of really saying like, okay, was our conversation 
valid? You know, did he ask me questions about myself? Did he genuinely care about, you know, what I had to say? Did he talk the whole time? There's like all these things that if you're not in like the right headspace, you could, yeah, you, A, you can settle. B, you can like leave just feeling defeated. I remember so many times, like I went on a few dates in, in the last like eight months and I would call Marissa crying because I'm like, and it, like, obviously I was not even in the right space to be dating because I would come home and I would think about my ex because I would be like, this wasn't like my first date with him. It wasn't that you're like constantly comparing about what it is that was great. And that's just probably not the time to be on the apps. Like it's yeah. not the time to be doing it unless you're like ready and prepared for it and ready to move on. So that's just our little tidbit on that yeah. for now. But and we'll obviously get more into our stories and share about our apps. We'll have our guest on um, Brooke talking about her experience. And then we have probably the best dating horror story from a reader that we've ever had coming up. But first let's have a word from our sponsor. Okay, we are so excited to announce our very first sponsor. I've known this brand for some time and love everything this company has to stand for. Prosperity Denim is a female-owned business focused on creating comfortable, timeless denim for the relatable modern woman. They are dedicated to being a brand that empowers women to feel confident and beautiful. Most importantly, they are size inclusive. So Marissa and I have very different body types and these jeans fit amazing. And if there's one thing that Mal and I searched for when we heard about this brand is whether or not they were size inclusive. Inclusivity for all sizes is important to all of our bridesmaids. And we are so excited that you could find them at Stitch Fix, at Nordstrom. And unlike other brands, they are very affordable, less than $50 for jeans that fit exactly like Good American. Yes. So we are happy to announce that for our listeners, we have a 20% off discount code. If you go to Prosperity Denim, Dot com. Go ahead and use our promo code always20 at checkout and you'll get 20% off your purchase. Make sure to wear them and tag us in your stories. Okay, so we are so excited to have our first guest on our podcast today. Her name is Brooke and she actually told us a dating story when we were at lunch a few weeks ago. And right after she said it, Mal and I looked at each other and we we're like, okay, that's it. We have to share this story on our podcast and we have to talk dating apps because to us, this dating core story really encompasses what it's like to date on the apps, meaning guys are absolutely insane. So without further ado, we would like to introduce Brooke. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome I'm to the studio, girl. Here I am live in the flesh. <laughs> we have masks on. Don't worry. We are excited <laughs> to have you, Brooke. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, just for those who don't know me. My name's Brooke. I'm 29 years old. I have lived in Orange County now for about six years. And unfortunately, I have had all too much of horror when it comes to the dating app situation. How, don't we all? Don't and how, we all. how old are you? Did you say that? 29. So 20, yeah, yeah. So you're 29. 29. And have you, um, how long do you feel like you've been on the dating apps for? Well, the only reason why I knew that Tinder fun fact about it being in 2012 is because I was on the beta version of Tinder. Oh my gosh. Did you get like a what siphon for that? What in the hell is a beta version? So the beta version is like the actual application that hasn't fully rolled out to a full like global audience on an app store. 
That I've okay. I'm actually just okay. Never so wait, you're saying that you created Tinder, basically? <laughs> yeah. So that jackass that I dated in 2013—that's your. So fault. you know all the background information on people. Can we get their login? You know what? It's so wild because I'm actually still friends on Facebook and on Instagram with the first person I matched with. That is crazy, and okay. that's actually a whole other conversation. Do you of- remember when Tinder, the Tinder thing, wasn't it Tom? That was my face. Oh my God, never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Okay, so Brooke, so why don't you first tell the listeners your dating horror story about what happened? Okay. And I know you have money, but the one, you know. No, you're fine. So this one is really just a horror story in general because it started off with such promise and ended with such disaster. So to make a long story short, I was using the dating app Hinge. I matched with someone and we had communicated on the app for about a month before we even exchanged social media handles, primarily because we weren't really on the app all that often to continue the conversation until he initiated like, let's exchange some social media information, you know, scope each other out, make sure we're not psychos, which we did. Both of us were, you know, even more attracted to one another after seeing our data, our gosh, our Instagram profiles. And after we had exchanged that, we exchanged phone numbers and we started texting and he and I both shared a lot of um, similarities. We both are very, very much into certain hobbies. We are into certain shows, movies, etc. And so he proposed that we go to a really nice craft brewery and then go and see the movie Solo. I'm a big nerd, so I was very much into going and seeing a Star Wars movie with him. Um, we met at the date, um, drove separately. He offered to pick me up, but I did want to drive myself just to be on the safer side. We met. We had an amazing first date. Over the craft beer, we exchanged a lot more about each other. He was in a job that I admired. He was extremely attractive. He was very cute. And so after that, we then hopped into the movie theater. And from there, things kind of took a turn. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, also, it was during the movie. And then also, we, well, two. also, I will say this. Uh, Brooke did mention that he's like this wholesome dude. So no red flags, super wholesome. Absolutely no red flags at all like he was extremely polite extremely courteous wasn't creepy or freaky or anything like like truly like checked every box that i could ever imagine in any person that could want to be which gets you so excited during so excited you're just like he was a tourist i'm a virgo clicked he was for he worked at the job for the environmental um causes that clicked he just was world traveled he was perfect like truly like and he was 100% 100% my type. And recycling physically. is important to you. Well, so. he worked well, t- well truly he worked for <laughs> a car company and helped create the environment like the hybrid cars. So that oh. was really it was a very cool job. So he traveled all over the country and the world it was cool whatever. So anyway, so we're in a movie theater and he starts to get kind of physical. Now, I'm not one to really ex- like be comfortable with any sort of PDA no matter who I'm dating, but especially within the first, I don't know, hour of me really getting to know you. So I kindly kind of made the more social cues of like, please, you know, it's like, you're cute. You can just hold my hand. You this don't was in the movie. Movie theater. You don't need to be making out with me. We're not in seventh grade. Oh, know, okay. We're both adults. So I, he caught onto that respectfully. Finally. We Wait, were, did you get movie snacks? No, we were already, we'd already ate. Yeah. So. Girls, red flag. <laughs> you still get movie snacks. Yeah, girl, you always get movie snacks. I will snacks. say, I'm sure you offered, but I'm not a, I, whatever. Oh, your girl, like, is, your girl I mean, Mars. if it was a Star Wars movie, it's your favorite. You don't want to be smacking face the whole movie. Like, you got to pay attention and to I, that shit. It's fucking, well, it's all. No one's going to be wanting to make out with me and my popcorn butterfingers. <laughs> Literally. So, 
movie concludes. Um, we are leaving the movie theater and we get and we get to our cars and he just straight up pins me against the car and just starts making out with me. I was so uncomfortable. I, you know, pulled away and was like, so nice meeting you. Like, I hope we can do this again soon. I was like, maybe he had drank too much. I'm trying to like, just remove myself from the situation. Well, as we're leaving, he, you know, we, we're saying goodbye. And he then says to me something that is ingrained in my memory forever. Um, he is telling me goodbye once again. He's in my door. He's saying, okay, so there's one thing I want you to do for me. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, on your way home, I want you to think about something. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, this is kind of cute. Like, where is this going? And he said in the PG version, I want you to think no, about me. Oh, no, no PG? Okay. You can say <laughs> he said, on your way home, I want you to think about me fucking your brains out on the hood of my car. Oh, waiter. <laughs> and in, in response, I replied, because of these two, since we say it all the time, I am a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. And he said, oh, okay, I know. And I literally, he, I shut my car door. I waited for him to get into his car. And I just started crying because I was like, what did I do? to provoke this. I felt very much taken advantage of both physically and emotionally. I was very much felt like this is horrible. I then never spoke to him again. I deleted the application. That was, gosh, two and a half years ago. And that's the last time I have had a dating app until the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what kind of sparked our, our interest in doing this because like, why do things like that happen? And then you you go on a great date and it and it ends and something like this happens. And then for you to be the one to have to sit in your car and cry thinking about something that you did wrong because he thought he could speak to you that way or do those things to you that way. So that's kind of like the the whole idea of it, right? Like, what did I do wrong in this date where he thought it was okay to be that way? Or is he just a freaking weirdo? There's nothing that you did wrong. And then on the other hand, you also have the guys that, you know, maybe don't say it as graphic as that, you know, I mean, that was, that was like absolutely insane. But once you meet them and then you go home or whatever, and they're like, Oh, what are you looking for? Oh, I'm looking, I'm kind of looking to like hook up with somebody or whatever. And you're like, what vibe am I giving you? Like I've, exp I've been like my, my honest, true self. Why am I giving you this vibe? And it just makes online dating the most frustrating thing because you really do start to question yourself. Everything too. And you had even said that you guys had like matched a month prior and you guys were, so then you're, it's like, are you thinking like, wait, did we text too much where he got too comfortable where he thinks that like, it's okay to be on this level. And there's just so many things that's wrong about that insinuation period, like what he thought was okay to say to you and like your standards. And, you know, you're lucky he didn't get a knee to the crotch or what have you, you know, and it, it's just, it's such a, crotch. <laughs> oh my gosh. yeah, I mean, uh, okay. So let's, why don't we dive into just the start of the app? So deciding what app you want to be on. So girls, do you do, and I, I feel like Tinder is a thing of the past, unless you're Sam Fowler, which God knows what he's doing <laughs> with Tinder. But I really feel like there's two ways. You either go Bumble, Hinge, or both. So girls, Bumble or Hinge or both? Um, I Bumble. I've, I've had Hinge before, and I just, I think I've met one person on the app. Everybody has just always wanted to be a So Bumble pal. is yeah. your choice. Brooke, what about you? I like Hinge only because I feel like 
I haven't used Bumble literally in over two and a half years. So maybe I'll like it better now. But back when I still used it, it was very much like the Tinder platform. Where but you do you swipe. ever have both apps at the same time? I've had both at the same I time. I have previously, but not, not currently. Okay. And when you have both <laughs> apps at the same time, do you see the same guys? Absolutely. Okay. I don't see the same ones. Oh, I do. I've had, I will say this. I've had Bumble and I've had Hinge. I've never had them at the same time. And if I had a preference between the two, I would as well go Hinge because I feel like Bumble, for those of you who don't know, the girl has to write the guy first. Hinge, the guy writes the girl first. And actually, like, I'm not afraid to make, you know, guys, I've been honest. In Palm Springs, Tamar Tooth, my good friend Amy Moody here, I have been the one to make the first move with guys. But when it comes to the dating app, yo, bitch ass, I'm not going to write, hey, how was your weekend to 17 dudes, right? Like, I want them to to write me because I want to kind of vet them early on to see how their personality is and that type of thing because that's important to me. Yeah, I guess if Bumble had, if if Hinge had the same algorithms as Bumble has, because I just feel like I get different types of matches on there because I do hate being the first one to write someone. And then I think that it's, I've seen a lot of guys profile that basically are like, if you just say, hey, res like, expect a response back just saying hey and it's like okay well screw you it's really hard to think of like something witty to say when a i'm a girl and i don't typically be the one to write the first move and like i don't want it to expire in 24 hours so i'm trying to keep you in my queue and i have to think of something witty so yeah i do understand that it it, it does like it is hard to do that first move which i guess hinge is better but in terms of like matches and cute guys i've matched better on the bumble yeah okay so, sorry go no, ahead no, no you're good i was just gonna say i think for me just um with bumble touching on that i am horrible at accepting rejection so when so i they reach don't out write first, back yeah i just feel very deflated yeah. which is a thing that i'm going and if nobody <laughs> has if, again if you're married and you've never seen the apps just so you guys know there was a time when bumble didn't have like question prompts or you were able to see someone's height or like things like that but now they really are one of the same mm -hmm. both of them have writing prompts both of them have a way to list like your religion your political views your height if you want kids if you do drugs if you drink how frequently you drink like it really that's and like who knows how honest these people are because i know some of your bitch ass is writing 511 or actually 59 no oh, that, that's a whole episode but that's do. just a whole thing of of you know of of whatever. But anyways, so my next question is, so you guys, so let's say, hey, Mal, you look like your team Bumble, Brooke and I are team Hinge. So choosing your photos and writing your prompts, what's like your go-to when it comes to stuff like that? So I don't choose the prompts. I just write like a description, like the prompts are something you could do, but I just try to write something in the description. Okay. So because what you once you, I don't know what it is with the app. Maybe we can write into tech support, but once you choose it, once <laughs> you choose nothing, a prompt, nothing makes you seem more single than writing into the Bumble tech support. <laughs> right. Uh, excuse me, my profile, I paid for a Bumble boost and I didn't get my credit. <laughs> what the, in the hell is no, Bumble boost? It's, it's, that's, whatever. So it was, it was the time. Um, but like they, they stay on there. So what if you don't want that question on there? Whatever. So I kind of stray away from those prompt questions and I just write like, okay, so bio. what do you write in your bio? Um, I think my last bio said something like, uh, do you have any like dating apps right now? Yeah. I have okay. I'm going to make her get her dating app out. Okay. And I'm making Burke. I don't have any dating apps right now because honestly I need to lose like 10 pounds before I'm oh, <laughs> you're insane. Okay. Go. Oh, Brooke. Okay. So Brooke is her first photo is like a profile, like a photo of her profile. She's kind of to the side. She looks so glam and her 
First round is on me if you can guess my Taco Bell order. The next photo, <laughs> she's straight on. Again, I'm seeing no sunglasses, which I can appreciate because I hate when dudes wear sunglasses. Same. And she's wearing a cute yellow dress. So she lists her age, her height, city she's in, if she drinks, and if she smokes. Another photo looking so cute. What if I told you that contrary to my profile, I don't always have a drink in my hand? Okay. Oh, next we have a little That's handout, a and she's snowboarding, so she's athletic. And it's let's debate this topic. We're Ross and Rachel on a break. Awesome. The next one, we have a photo of her on a mountain. She's it's from the back, so she's has her hands up That's in the half air. Dumb. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the next one, she has a group shot, but at this point, you know which one she is. Um, the next one, she also links her Instagram page, which is a feature that we can appreciate. So thank you, Brooke. I find that very interesting. <laughs> thank you, Marissa. <laughs> Okay, Mal. So, okay. okay, oh Mal, I see oh, you. Cute. Mal updated with her most recent pick. I see. <laughs> so mine has. So I yeah, I don't have the prompts or whatever. I just say a fun loving gal. Okay, living- sorry. Quickly, Mal also lists her job and where she works, and she lists her college. not where I work. I just say oh, what she says my, medical I, device, account and then manager, she puts yeah. her college and her college year, which is important. Girls, we need men with educations. Yeah, so I just have a caption, and I was trying to be witty, so I just put just a fun-loving gal looking for a man who is interested past, oh no, past, interested in something past cuffing season, because we all know we're in the cuffing season, season. Um, will join me in outdoor adventures, enjoys a nice glass of wine, and will stare at me the same way that my golden retriever does. Easy, right? Question mark. And then I say, at Malibu, and I also had to do a shameless plug with Matt Always a Bridesmaid podcast. Absolutely. Nice. Um, you know, I listed, I list my height, my sign, you know, all those things, basically the same. I have pictures. I did update that photo. <laughs> oh my God. Hey guys, these pictures are dead ass from like two days ago. This is yeah. my bitch update. Hey, I don't mess around. Um, and me with my niece, which is like a cute picture family person, me on top of a mountain saying that I hike, I'm a guy's gal, you know, me on the lake in um in Austin and then obviously a picture of my golden retriever because that shit catches (laughs) yeah guys love dogs yeah so do that is that is really cute I I actually would swipe right on both of your profiles so dating apps you swipe right if you're into it you swipe left if you're not interested once you swipe left there is the possibility that they may reappear if the algorithm circles but oftentimes if you swipe left you won't see them for some time yeah, and it does give it. Um, it does give you a time frame, so you you match with someone for a certain amount of time, and it can expire. Exactly. All right, so you match with the person, you meaning you both swipe right on each other, so you connect. Whether or not you're on Bumble and you have to write them first, or you're on Hinge and they write you first. Um, what is the percentage that somebody for like their first instinct is to reply with something dirty, and like what is something they would say? Oh, I probably. I'd say like 70% of guys Agreed. write something sleazy. Like what would they say? Like what Okay, say? so for instance, I was told a long time ago by my guy friends, shout out to Morty Boo and Ron, they told me, I had them look at my, this was years ago, I had them look at my profile and they said, Mally, you're just writing guys saying, hey, you're just doing this. Like, of course, they're not engaging back to you. You need to write something like more witty. So I just started to, I started to say to these guys, Taco Tuesday or Sunday fun day, question mark. And like little did I know that that would open up a can of freaking worms for everybody to make insinuations of what they want to do to my taco. <laughs> so 
so like that was bad. Like, what would they say? Like, I want to eat your taco. Tuesday? Like, I love a Sunday fun day, but I would never turn down your taco or like. Oh, I hate um, literally, guys. Hate it. Hate yeah, it, hate like it, just it. the most sick. The most sick shit, which it's like, God, okay. And then I'm like, did I invite that? Like, God, it was a simple question. It seems like fun. Okay, this girl's like, fun, outgoing. Let's talk about this. Um, but even so, like, with Bumble, too, you can send photos, and they, they, they get sent to you blurry, but you have to hold your finger down and kind of accept it. So you have, like, no idea what they're going to send you. I've had dick pics sent to me before on – I'll say, hey, how's your day going? Or my <laughs> my common one is happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, happy Thursday. How's your day going? Like, that's how it would be. And I used to copy and paste it and just send it to all my matches. Um, we did that together at and one point. We did do that together <laughs> at one point. And yeah, and just a, a, a dick pic. Or them like just shirtless, like working out, sweaty. And it's just or, like, dude. this is actually shocking to me because I've never gotten one of those before. Oh, like a blurred, a blurred photo or whatever you're talking about. Well, well on Bumble, yeah. If, if someone sends a photo in Bumble, it's not like you can automatically see it. You have to like hold it down just in case you didn't want, like if you got an unsolicited photo, right? Got it, got it, got it. Got so it. you okay. hold it down because it's blurry and it could be, I mean, I reported these people right away. They probably got kicked off the app because they like try to play no games when it comes to that shit. But it's like. Yeah, a dick pic or like a sweaty workout selfie or and it's like I, his profile didn't even have a single one of those. Like what what went wrong there? Well, I mean, I even sent in a picture to the always a bridesmaid, a bridesmaid um, Instagram. But that one guy who I had on a prompt on hinge of that. I love watching Harry Potter. My name literally Mallory's phone is Harry Potter. <laughs> And he wrote like, oh, would you be down with some Harry Potter foreplay? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck like, are you talking you can't about? You this shit. Like, it's, it's Harry just, Potter foreplay. Is that like a weird? my phone. I'm like, is that some weird kink that I'm unaware of? Like, gee. And I will say that the, the hard part about dating apps is when guys have conversations on Hinge, they're such idiots. The shit they say is so dumb. So the moment that somebody has anything to say other than like, hey, how was your weekend? At the moment they show any type of depth, you're attracted to them. The problem is, is that you very well may not be attracted to them or they're putting something in there about me, whether it's like their political status or religion or size or whatever that you're not into. But because they're you know, taking the time to write more than just three words. Yeah, like the least minimal effort. effort we're giving like, them we're giving them attention. five stars. And girls, honestly, if you're newly single and you're listening to the podcast, I, as soon as I re-download the app, that's going to be like the one thing I do is like stop giving people these hall passes Absolutely. that like, oh, wow, they seem like a great guy because they wrote something. It's like, no, if they're, if they're having like this weird behavior, don't keep talking to them just to talk to them Yeah, because absolutely. they're obviously psychopaths. So, okay. So girls, so the conversation, it's flowing, it's good vibes. At what point do you a want to stock their social media account? So on some, on the different apps, they could choose to put their first name and their last name or just the first name. If you're an FBA agent like myself, um, and they put like their work, their call, if they were a college athlete and maybe their first name, my bitch ass can find them in under five minutes. 100%. But a lot of the times it is a little difficult to find them. So at what point do you be like, Hey, let's do you want to exchange social medias or do you even do that? Um, I have like right now, I have my social media tag in my bio. And the only reason why I did that is because my roommate, who is six years younger than me, she is always talking about how guys are DMing her on Instagram 
from the apps. And I'm like, and I was like, what the heck? Like, I don't understand. Why are you DMing them? Did you even match? And she's like, no, they just find me. And I was like, how do they find your Instagram? Like no one's ever found my Instagram through an app. And she's like, oh, well I have it tagged. So I wanted to put mine to see like what happens. You guys, the only messages I get are people that I didn't even swipe right on. That's and they're exactly like, why I- hey, Miha, I found you. Like, yeah. why didn't you swipe right? And I'm just getting all this shit. So I like deleted it. But for her, maybe being like younger than me, a younger like demographic age, like that's the way maybe they communicate. Well, sure I don't know. Let me know. Too. Well, she does. But for the most part, she gets guys that like they were talking on the app and now they just move it to like an Instagram DM. Yeah. And so which that's also red different. flag. If you want to talk to my somebody, number. ask for a number. Absolutely. Like, so weird. You want to watch my story, see what I did, and then reply because I'm eating pizza? Like, what, what, like what's going on now? Then it becomes, a like, a context of just, like, a friendship or just, like, checking in or something, like, super casual. Then you're setting something up to be so casual to where they're never going to ask you out on a date. Or if they do, it's going to be, like, let's go hang at your apartment and watch a Netflix. Yeah. Or let's go just grab a drink where you're getting stiped with the bill or something. Like, I just think it becomes so casual that way. Yeah. Um, where we don't set the standard of, like, no, this is still a dating app. We're getting to know each other. Then the next step is a date. It's not Absolutely. the idea of just having a pen pal. I've had pen pals and no thanks. Yeah. And the thing with the social media, which I will say that I think that I do always want to add them on social media because I think that four or five pictures, you can only tell so much social media. If they're posting, you know, gym selfies, I'm out. If they have recent photos of their girlfriend, I'm out, right? Like I'm going to judge them by their social media. On the other hand, once you see their social media, it could go two ways. One way is suddenly you've built up this image of this person in your head because you go through his photos and it's like, oh my gosh, he travels and he does this and he does this. And you start envisioning this like perfect scenario with this person and you haven't even gone on the first date yet. You haven't even like actually met on person. On the other hand, now your social media friends, you realize this guy is a complete psychopath <laughs> and now this motherfucker has your last name. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, Talk. honestly, I typically media. never add anybody from, like before I meet them. I've never added anybody on social media either. before I met them. In oh, person. I have. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I do that with everybody. Yeah, I don't. And then I've had literally, I've had, okay. So one time you guys, I had this guy add me and I should have known because right away he was like, what are you looking for? Like, I, I would love to just, I don't know. It just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I had a gut feeling it wasn't right. So I block him on Instagram. Then he finds like a burner account and messages me from the burner account saying, why did you block me? And like all of this emotional shit and I was like honestly and then I deleted the app because I mean we'll get to like why we delete the apps but that's the type of behavior so anyways so you match with somebody you're chatting at what point are you willing to meet up with them or give your number to discuss meeting up I think it depends like I'm I'm happy to like give my number because a I'm terrible at like checking the app I don't do it often I'm busy I have work and I'm probably going to be more responsive if they do ask for my number like if it was if it's a guy that I've been interested in and we've been back and forth but I keep missing his messages I like maybe I'll ask him like hey like here's my number I'm not checking this very often like I'd hate to lose like you know like chemistry, not chemistry, but just like back and forth, whatever, here's my number. And then they get excited or they'll be like, Hey, can I have your number? Like, let's move this elsewhere. And I'll do that. Um, hopefully soon after, I think after you exchange phone numbers and you're talking, if they don't either like call you to have a conversation or text you to set something up, 
I think like within that day, you guys should be setting something up like for that week for a date, because why else did you get my number if we're just going to sit here and text like we were doing on Bumble? And I feel like you and I have such different experiences because I match with guys and we'll have a conversation and either it'll just fall flat. We don't exchange numbers. And I'll be oh, the first to admit, of those. Yeah. like I'm the I'm hor horrible at initiating at initiating any of that kind of stuff. So for me, but I do think in the past when I have gone on my dates with guys with dating apps, I have definitely researched them on LinkedIn, Google, Facebook, Instagram, because I truly do not want to walk into a situation where I don't feel like I know a little bit about the human, which is kind of neurotic, but I still stand behind it because you really just don't know who you're going to run into these days. No, Even the yeah. best situations when you do research them and they still turn to be a freak. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know? so <laughs> much you next, could do. My so next then. question is, and I, I just thought of this before I asked you guys that question about when you meet up. My question is, what is something on the profile that you would consider a deal breaker? Oh my God. Anything about any, slapping an ass or like or grabbing any, your butt. Any shirtless selfie photos. Sure. It'd be different if it's like he's with friends on the beach and he's shirtless. It's what's another thing. If it's like a mirror selfie of him at the gym without oh, a shirt no, on, that's no, a deal no breaker thanks. right away. And if I read one more hinge profile that has the prompt from a guy that says I'm overly competitive about, and you write in everything automatic, <laughs> no deal. Yeah, no thanks. We don't want to hang out and with you. And if you, you write I'm like overly friend. competitive about Monopoly, I'm interested. <laughs> okay, so what about if they put like, um, obviously on both apps, there's several prompts where it says like, if you drink, if you smoke, if you do drugs, your political religion, anything like that. Do you guys go to that section and would that determine whether or not you would swipe left or right? Or are you basing it solely off of like the photos at that point? I look at that. I mean, I hope they have those things because it just gives you a little bit more in info, you know, um, like if they now there's like a thing that they can put that they're a voter, you know, like you could say that you're a voter or not. Not that I would ever hold that. Like maybe they missed the prompt or maybe they don't, whatever it is. But um, I don't hold it to unless it's no drinking. I'm sorry. So you would go, yeah. you would say you would swipe left to no drinking. If they don't drink, I, that's just like a real fine line there. I, I don't know. I've, I've most typically swiped left on guys that say that they don't drink. I would agree with that. And only because I just want to be cognizant of their lifestyle and that our other lifestyles probably would not probably wouldn't best. be a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying it couldn't work, but just saying off the bat, I mean, truly, there are very few things you can do on a first date than either grabbing a cup of coffee or going to a bar. Yeah. And like I honestly, coffee, you guys, when I have coffee, I get <laughs> coffee is a thousand percent for breakups. Oh, yeah. So actually, I told Mal this a while back when it was, was it Plenty of Fish or was it Tinder? And somebody asked Tinder. on a date and I said, no, if a guy takes you to drinks, it's a date. If a guy takes you to coffee, it's to break up with you. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is girls. If he's taking you on a coffee date, he's obviously like, doesn't think you're worth the $20 for two drinks. Oh, and he, I paid for the coffee because he forgot his wallet. So oh, he's yeah. like a total vet for like, yeah, not interested. And I will say that at the end of the day, I, it may sound kind of shallow to be like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, they don't drink or they're this high or whatever. But also you don't want to waste your time. And if you know, like maybe in right that moment, it's like you're feeling lonely or whatever and you want to match. But at the same time, like you don't, you want to be nice to this person. And if you know, ultimately, like this probably isn't going to work out because your lifestyles or your preferences or whatever will not align, then it's also not fair to do that to that person. And if Absolutely. you start, if you start out in the beginning, making those types of like not excuses, but like making those types of exceptions for things that later on may bother you. You're just setting yourself up for making more exceptions 
to what you actually really want. And I'm a huge victim of that because I'm someone who like, it's a blessing and a curse. You want to see like the best in one another. So it's like, yeah, I just want to be open to it. But reality is like, no, I wouldn't be long, long term. I love to have a glass of wine. What if he, what if that was a trigger for him? Like, you don't know what the story is. And I would just rather not get into it. Yeah. And nobody's taking me away from my weed and social media time. All right, bridesmaids, we're back in our house studio. We got some special guests. If my group could please kindly introduce themselves. The group is getting bigger as we continue. Girls, please introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Jade. My name is Tori. And don't forget Chubb's babysitter. Oh, Amy Moody. Amy Moody's and here. And just so y'all know, Tori is a dating app virgin. Okay, virgin. we're hoping... We're hoping at the end of this, we don't completely scare her because we are wanting her to dabble in the apps just to see how it works for her. But so there's, we are ages. Who's the youngest? Tori, Tori, how old are you? 26. Tori's the youngest at 26. I'm the oldest at 33. We are one, two, three. We are six females in this house. And guys, we're all single. So if you're <laughs> listening to this and you're single, girl, you are not alone. Okay. All right. So next step. We are going to talk about what it's like once you're on the date. So you've swiped right. The information has gone well. You matched on social media. You guys have exchanged numbers. Now it's time to meet up. Ladies, including the peanut gallery, what are your go-tos? Oh, like, okay. So I, for a while, have, and you know, you guys know, I feel like you guys all know this. I have like a standard first date outfit. Absolutely. <laughs> I wear I the too. same freaking thing, especially if it's a if it's an outfit that I wore on like a successful first date. Like I'm gonna wear that outfit every time, just in case. Well, it's tell give the dunk. audience a play by play of what that outfit looks like. Okay, so it's these jeans. It's like a pair of like high waist jeans, and then it's a um like a wrap top, and it's red because red is like a really oh, good I color. Oh, I know exactly. It's the same you know exactly what it is. Well, no, yeah. I let her borrow it. Yeah, and it has like some like these like little flowers cute. on it, whatever. It's super flattering. It cinches my waist. It shows a little cleavage, but not too much. Um, I just feel really good wearing it. And so I've had some success in those and I'm going to continue rocking. Okay. It. Well, you wear heels or where you go flats. Um, it depends on what his profile Absolutely. says. <laughs> yeah. There's been times, and this is before, like back in the day when Tinder didn't have height, I like would text message the guy and be like, so like i know this is random but like how tall are you and then he'd be like why i'd be like because it's it's gonna determine if i'm wearing heels tonight or not my go-to like rock what you got girl and i'd be like no bro i need to my, know how tall you are my go-to would always be like oh like because again apps just recently started having height in the future or in the past i'd be like oh my gosh well i'm excited as long as you're not a like five foot ginger like that'd be like my joke oh my and then they'd be like haha no i'm six two and then or if they were like oh haha i'm five nine and then i would delete them which it doesn't even matter if you have height <laughs> on there anymore because everybody's lying about their height if you're five nine you're five five if you're my bitch has sex active frequently my bitch has hasn't been to the 12 ever and that's <laughs> on period <laughs> So there's some things, I guess we'll get into like what you lie about on your profile. Oh, okay. Actually, oh. before we get into dates, why don't we talk about what we lie on our profile? And we got six single ladies. Amy Moody, stop. Get out of the kitchen. Okay, come sit down. Okay. What are things you guys lie about on your profiles? I lie about um, alcohol and drug usage. 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> Jay. Oh, no, you don't, like you don't put you don't put that you smoke weed or anything yeah. like that. I don't put that I, I smoke weed I don't either. Like, I put sometimes. <laughs> sometimes frequently. But I, I don't, don't because to be honest, I really don't. Well, but I don't think that's so much lying as omitting. Like I don't yeah, put I don't my job because I'm in for a recruiting company and people be scary. Okay, so what do you guys say for other things that you lie about? Um so I, I feel like it could be interpreted certain ways. Like I am active. Like I, I go to the gym a lot, blah, blah. But I think that like active makes you seem like you're going to be like a perfectly fit person. And obviously like I'm not a bodybuilder, but like I am active. And so I put mine as active, but maybe that could be like deceiving to other guys because if they like are like that girl's got hips. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I but think- if you are, then fuck you because it's rude. But yeah, <laughs> I, bye. Not interested. Okay, anybody else, gals? And if so, please speak up. I don't think <coughs> girls lie as much as guys do, honestly. No, that's 100%. the guys. I feel like we need to have guys in this room and be like, bitches, what you lie about? Because yeah. A, it's your height, and B, it's your do, height. And C, you do or do not have children, and you do not disclose it to Oh, us. that's me. I'm yeah. Or, or I feel like on Bumble, guys lie because it says, like, what are you looking for? And it'll say like a relationship, marriage, whatever, or it'll say because more often than not, like what guy's gonna say looking for something casual? He's not gonna catch the sweet girl like me. He's gonna catch the skanky hoe girl. And like guys looking for something casual don't want a skanky hoe girl. They want to try to trick the ones that are like looking for girls that want a relationship, but they don't know what they want. So maybe they'll say looking for a relationship, and then here's us like getting our hopes up, and they just wanted. That's actually to get it in. Point. We we have a good friend and she actually was dating or talking to a guy who it didn't work out. And then she found him on the dating apps afterwards and he had told her he didn't want a relationship. But his profile on the dating app said seeking a relationship. And then she called him out on it and he straight up told her, I'm just putting on the, that on there to get all the girls to basically swipe with me. So like truthfully a hundred percent totally yeah. yeah or when i first saw my my ex on the dating app and it said looking for a relationship i'm like where's your yelp review because you is broken <laughs> you, <laughs> you is broke and you uh, is broken uh you haven't done any soul searching motherfucker <laughs> yeah and that's some period girls um so anyways i guess i guess we'll have to do a poll at this point for a later date but okay so guys you got it's time you're ready to meet where do you go on your date do you get cocktails do you get like what are you doing are you getting are you gonna eat that's a big thing are I'll you tell going you one to thing i'm never going back to the movie theater <laughs> okay, you're not going to movie theater <laughs> so would you guys go to a restaurant yes i like restaurants i like restaurants or like going for happy hour somewhere yeah. i do not like the dates where they're like, let's go on a hike. Like, I sweat. I have yeah. big boobs. I have boob sweat. That's the last thing I want to be doing on a first date. But there are some people who, like, love to go on a hike on a first date. That's great and for them. And actually, we thought that our friend going on a first date of the hike was such a red flag. And now that we think they're going to get married. Yeah. So, honestly, you never know. Honestly, for she myself, asked us our opinion. And I, like, I do enjoy, like, I think going to get drinks is Perfect. I feel like if you go eat, now you're trapped, right? My go-to is, oh, I'd love to get a drink. I just, I have to be, you know, be done at a certain time. And then there's a time end at it. And then if the date's going well, you could be like, okay, I have to be honest with you. Like, I don't have anything, but like, I'd love to have another drink. Or if it's going bad, bye-bye. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I don't, I've, there has been a few times where I have snuck away to the bathroom. I've texted my friend, Emily, and I said, Emily, I'm going to call you in five seconds and just pretend. And I've like walked out. I'm like, are you sure? Are you okay? All right. I'm on my way. Sorry. My friend needs me to go get her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That sounds like a movie. Um, Okay. So have you ever had a time where he comes out and he like looks nothing like his photos? Absolutely. Yes. I have, yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Or like nothing like, like, and more so to like, it's again, the height thing. Like you show up and you're like, what the heck was that? Yeah, that's happened a couple times. Yeah, but I will say that there are, as much as like, I feel like we put so much concentration on the height. There are so many tall guys out there that are absolute assholes. No, I'm saying lying about it. So like when you say, like I've had somebody who literally said they were 6'2 and they were probably 5'8. And I don't, I'm not discriminating (laughs) against height and- no, I'm like, That's it's not even exactly funny. like yeah. he, he yeah. said six foot and he was like five, seven. That's like a huge difference. I've had someone literally say they were five, eight on their profile and I'm five, two. So I'm moderately short. So it's like, I wasn't going to really discriminate, but I showed up and I was taller than him. Oh my and God. I, yeah. That's the thing. In like, flats. I don't, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not going to discriminate against height. If you're just telling the truth, if you're going to lie about Absolutely. it, it's like, why were you doing that in the first place? And 100%. I have to be honest, like we are six girls who are awfully picky. And the irony in all of this is that our longest relationship with this year has been with the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> So and like, maybe all- and maybe we need to lower our standards before we go to the I mean, park. no one said we're <laughs> no one said we're experts here. We're just giving our own opinions. Okay. So. so anyways, that this this all right. So let's get back on track. My other questions for the group is are you going to meet them there or do you let them pick you up on the first date? Meet it them all there. it all depends on like to me, it all depends on how long I've been talking to this person and how long I think that it's, it's been nice. It's nice to be offered like, Oh, I would love to pick you up. I think it's like, you think like chivalry's not dead if he wants to come and pick me up, but like, I'm, it's okay to just meet someone there. So I'm, I'm 50, 50 on each. Okay. I guess I am too. I have had one hinge date who was an officer who was like, here's my badge number. If you're actually that scared, it's not a big deal if you want to meet me, but I'd love to pick yeah, you up. Yeah, I guess if they're a you. cop, then they can pick you up. And so he, he, <laughs> he did, I'm not trust you. He did, but here's one thing. Cause I'm, I, it's, uh, it's so awkward getting into a car of someone you don't know. Yes. And like, Hey, what if you're holding in your fart all day and then you have to get back in their car? What if their car freshener has black well, eyes? I feel like <laughs> prior to prior to the day, I hope that you're getting all your farts out like before you leave the door. So like, you know, that's just. Yeah, but what if what you, you get have, nervous? What if, you know, like your stomach's making the noise like. Okay, well, hopefully there's music playing. You're not in dead silence in a freaking car. I think that <laughs> it allows you a time to like though? have like music playing and like you can start talking about music genres. Like I think that there's a lot of things that can happen in the car before you're like going. I think meeting at a restaurant sometimes is incredibly awkward. Like everyone around you knows that you're on a first date that you just saw each other for the first time. I think that that's like more awkward than having them pick you up. I will say if you do meet, which I prefer to meet, especially for the first date, it's important as the girl, I always recommend you show up five minutes fashionably late because then they're probably going to be there first to Mally's point. You don't want to be the first one there for sure because then you're looking around. 
But if they're already there and they text you and then you just show up, then they can really watch you walk in mm-hmm. and it's less awkward. I will definitely say that. Yeah, that's true. Always good. Okay. If you're going to meet their arrival. So then my question for you guys, we are all, we're all residents of this sweet beach town and we do find ourselves frequently attending these sweet beach, ba- these sweet beach bars <laughs> we know and love. So where are y'all going on these first dates? Uh, no, we're not on the peninsula. To, not to those beach bars. No. Well, then where are you going? I have a classic. I go to Playa Mesa. I've taken two oh, guys there. Oh, that's, that's Jade's spot. favorite spot. <laughs> Playa uh, Mesa. This, if you've this, swiped right on her yet, uh, you know where you're going. I do love the cellar in San Clemente. That's an amazing first date spot. Yeah, I don't know. I've been like all of my first dates have been different, so I really uh, can't say. Just no, nowhere on the peninsula. If they're taking you to, to Malarkey's on the first date, like no. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, I will say that we are talking about pre-pandemic. So now that you are guys are dating during a pandemic, where are you going on your first dates where nothing is open? I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going. Yeah, like there's not, there hasn't been many dates, but I think that the first, I I didn't go on dates until things were starting to actually open. Yeah. And I think that's like the most frustrating part about dating right now is because I think we're all like wanting that journey and we're ready for that. I think that we've all done like the self-reflection and the self-work and all of these things that are important to making a relationship successful. And then it's like, okay, well, now where do you go? Because we have our friend Mackenzie who does like walks and they do wine days on the beach and things like that. But I don't know. Like, I don't know how comfortable I would be with that because there's no end time. But and if mm. if if a guy is like initiating those kind of fun things, then you get excited about it. But if a guy is like, I don't know, we're in a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's a red flag. Like, let's just figure it out. We both know we're in this situation. If you want to date, then we have to get creative. And if you don't want to get creative, then maybe we shouldn't be dating right now. You know, I, I feel like I'm not active. I'm not like active on these apps and like trying to go on dates right now because I just know that like, maybe this is a season I should just be working on myself because it's just not like going out and doing these things or meeting strangers and all this stuff, like maybe not be the best use of my time and my health. But like, I think that get you could get creative with it if they're willing to do it but if you're the only one that's like if they're like i don't know and you're like okay let's do a picnic and they're like okay and then like you're planning your first date like no one wants that either yeah and i think like personally i hate planning the first date i think that if somebody says oh what do you want to do it's like the most least attractive the sexiest thing a guy could do is like hey I made reservations here or hey, you know, this this is happening in Newport or there's like the CDM parade or whatever is going on. Would you like to go to that with me? I think that is hot. So if you're a guy friend listening to this or a guy in general, make plans first. Just take initiative. 100%. And follow through. The amount of guys who I have matched with who are like, let's connect for a date. And I'm like, great. When are you free? And then I never hear from them again. Or they ask you when I'm free, then I never from them again. It's like just so deflating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how often do you guys feel like based on these dating apps that you actually have a good first date? 20%. <laughs> I'd say one out of five. One out of five. <laughs> Yeah, I guess one out of five, I don't know, one out of 10 sometimes. Yeah. I don't even think that that you have a good first date where it leads to a second. And then, yeah, no, yeah. I will say that my I had a date this year when there was, so it was a pandemic and then things like opened back up right around like July, I think, or maybe end of June. And I met this guy. He actually was 
best friends with a reality TV star that I like knew and loved from growing up. And so he was super good looking, super cute. He, um, his profile was like amazing. We had conversation and we matched on a Monday and we talked all week until Friday. So I was like so excited to meet with him. I mean, we were, we were writing each other back like pretty significant things. And then I met with him in person at the tavern. I think it's called over by soul in Newport. And, um, we met and all he did the entire time was talk about himself and fame and like his celebrity friend. And like this dude had a podcast. This guy was like, seemed so, I mean, I listened to the podcast, like how could it go wrong? And it went so, so South. And I went home that night and I was like emotional. I was so upset because it's like, at this point, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. And you just, and I just deleted the app and like, I'll, honestly, I, I do that probably more times than I'd like to admit because I get so flustered and frustrated. So how do you guys deal with those emotions? And if you don't delete the app, how do you guys find yourself staying positive when it's only 20% or 10% of the time? Because I would agree with you. It's, it's pretty rare for the date to go good. And then even if it does go good, it's pretty rare for it to work out. But let's just like considering those first dates where they're I just couldn't have gone worse. I think we've all been there where we just want to be done with it. So I don't know if it's because I come from a sales background and I relate dating to sales, sales recruiting. I, I, I literally, they are parallel, like 110%. And to me, like you're never going to get a sale on the first try. You're never going to get your first person on the first try. Like you have to be consistent and you have to be persistent, consistent, and continue putting yourself out there if you're ever going to find somebody that's going to be worthwhile in dating. So like going on one date and having one bad date and then just giving up totally like in sales, like if you were to do that as a salesperson, you would never be successful. You have to like get hit, get the blows, get the hits until you find something, something good. However, it's, you know, with dating, it is very different. Not every person that's dating is a salesperson that understands like it takes persistence to find what you want. But I think that just knowing like giving yourself grace and putting yourself out there to begin with, even if it didn't go right, even if it didn't go well, there's plenty of times that we're going to go home and we're going to be like, why did I even do this? I wasted makeup. I wasted an outfit. I did this. Like I put myself out there and like, of course, we're all going to feel some type of shame that it didn't work out, but at least you can find like peace in knowing you took a chance on something. And just because that one didn't go right, doesn't mean like the next one won't go right. And it's just kind of like having that hope that maybe something will work out. Okay. Um, what about you guys? I think for me, what's kept me more optimistic about it is I know three good friends of mine who have found their now spouses on dating apps and they're in very happy relationships. And I just think that that is very positive and exciting and a gleam, a gleam of hope, if you will. Absolutely. Nice. Anybody else? I think so too. Like it's important. Like I've had those moments like you, Mar, where I've come home and I've just like sobbed because I'm like, this was the worst experience ever. But I think it's a moment to reflect and really realize if it's a time for you to be dating. Just because society is like, you should be on the apps right now doesn't mean that you're ready. And in that moment, very well, you could be swiping to fill a void of something you need to work on within yourself. So I think there's times like to have a successful date might not be the right person, but you were proud of yourself, like Mally said, for going out there. But sometimes it's not about filling a void and you have to realize like, am I ready for a relationship right now? And was this date 
just awful because I don't want to do this right now. Totally. Yeah, and if sure. that's the case, then 100% delete it. 100% yeah. delete it. Focus on yourself, figure out what it is that you need and don't even bother with it. Yeah. And I, I feel like I have to plug this podcaster. He um, wrote a book too, but his um, podcast is called New Mindset Who This. And then his um, book is called Single Is Your Superpower. And he basically talks about when you make this decision to date, set your intentions before you make your dating app. So a lot of the times girls just make a profile because they want attention in that moment. They're bored. Their friend is dating somebody. They're watching TV, whatever reason they download the app only because they want attention. So if you're that person, step back and think, why am I thirsty for this attention? Why do I want this at this point if I don't want to date? And then if you do want to date, then set your attentions to say, okay, well, even if it's going to be a bad date, it's okay because I'm looking for that person. 100%. And the way that he described that he actually, I listened to his podcast and he was on the Girls Gotta Eat podcast. The way he described it just made me realize that, you know, it is it is okay if you're going to go on the app and you're doing it for attention. But if that's the case, then recognize that and don't get so worked up when it doesn't work out. Okay, so we asked our listeners what the hardest part about dating online is. So we'll ask, we'll read these and then we'll ask the group. Mal, what do, what do people think the hardest part is? Um, I've had some people said weeding out so many idiots. Um, <laughs> others said there's a fine line between getting to know someone before meeting and telling too much via the app. So we kind of talked about that, yeah. like talking too much. Uh, people who say they want a relationship, then you date for a month and they decide they don't. I mean, that could be a reason of just not being compatible, mm -hmm. right? Um, creating a texting relationship, but then having no actual connection when you actually meet, like you're mm -hmm. hyping this up, mm -hmm. you're, you're building this up. Um, let's see, knowing people's intentions, starting from complete, from complete scratch and not yet vetted and hoping they are normal. So yeah, you are starting from, you don't know these people, right? So you're literally starting from scratch. It's not a recommendation from a friend or anything like that. You're building something from the ground up. What do you guys think? What are... I think, hard. I think staying consistent is a really difficult thing sometimes for sure. Yeah. What about you guys? I think when it comes to intentions and I've, I, I go to therapy and I've talked to my therapist about this, but it's all about setting those intentions in the relationship or the date and being just vocal about it because you, at the end of the day, you're not gonna be able to read that person's mind. So it's just about being honest from the beginning on what you're looking for. And that person, whoever said, they said they wanted a relationship and a month later, they very well could be telling the truth, but you know, as long as you tell them in the beginning, then they know what your yeah. expectations are. I think yeah. one thing that I think that sucks so bad, and I just mentioned this when I talked about that bad date, is that some people can just write well, right? Mm -hmm. They're funny through text, they're they're witty, oh, yeah. they can ask questions, they are curious about you but in person, they're a completely different person. And I think that's like the biggest thing that sucks about online dating, because even if you talk on the phone, they can seem totally normal. But then in person, they're super conceited, or you could tell they have like a weird relationship with family, or they're not driven, or they, you know, they don't drink. And then suddenly you find that out about that. Like, there's just so much that you just don't know because you are like that person said, like you're going into it so blind. Yeah. So many people said, um, we got a common response saying that having chemistry through text and then having no chemistry 
in person once it came. Um, another question we asked was, um, how often are you ghosted? Like before, before or after a date? I know ghosting is like a huge thing where either you go on a first date and it's amazing and then you never hear from them again, or even before you guys are having great texting conversation and then they just never ask you out. You never hear from them. You don't even know what happened. Yeah. Have you guys ever been ghosted? I was just ghosted on Sunday. I was supposed to go on a date. And See? And never got back to me. But I think I think a lot of the ghosting happens between the initial match and the for, like hypothetical date. I don't think the ghosting happens as much after like the dating starts, but I think a lot of people ghost each other because they the fear first that first date. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and you don't owe that person anything. Totally. You know, if you're gonna go out on a date with somebody, it's like, yeah, you don't wanna bail, but at the same time, like, I don't owe know you, you don't know me, I don't owe you this like long thing of I'm not interested. What about after a first date? Like, are you, have you guys ghosted? Have you been ghosted after a first date? Because I've, I have never fully ghosted someone, but I have like in a first date because I don't know how other way to be besides nice. Like I don't want to show that I'm not interested like in person, but then afterwards I'd be like, I'm sorry, I've had, I had a great day, but I just don't think I could see this going anywhere. What have you? Like I feel obligated to explain to them mm -hmm. rather than just completely ghost them because I'm like, they're a human too. And I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I mean, for me, I have done both. I have done ghosting. I have been ghosted. And it truly is like, it's so great for you that you're able to give an explanation. Sometimes I honestly just don't have the words to say it kind of to Mars point. Like, what do I really owe you? It's not the best mentality, but sometimes in dating, especially like still dating like we are right now with Hinge or with Bumble, there is just sometimes too much to open up to being like, I'm sorry, I'm not interested because the person can be like, well, what is it? I can change or, you know, yeah, you it allows too much of them. To you initially give you trigger that back. person's rejection fear, which makes them feel insecure, which is a, also a really sad, horrible feeling to give to anyone. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever been ghosted. I know that I have made the decision to like, they, they might say something and then I just like, don't reply because I just don't feel like it's necessary. Um, I think after the second date or the third date, I might say like, look, I'm not interested or I'm like, you know, I still am seeing somebody else. Like I might say something like that. But I also think a lot of the times I don't ghost them and they don't ghost me. It's just like, if you don't have chemistry, if it doesn't work, it fizzles, then it yeah. just fizzles. And again, unless you're on like date three or four, you guys don't owe each other anything. Yeah. And that goes back to if you're mad that he's not texting you, he doesn't owe you that mm -hmm. you guys just met. So if don't get so worked up, if it's like, you know, oh, he's not texting me and like analyzing the text and analyzing like, oh, what he's doing or looking at his Instagram stories or whatever you're obsessed mm -hmm. with, because you guys just met you, you don't know each other anything. And I would argue that it's not until like date four or five, when you could start really thinking that mm -hmm. and it's much easier said than done, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we quickly interrupt this podcast before we dive into DTR, which is defining the relationship after the app to recognize our foundation of the month and next month. The foundation that we are recognizing and honored to support is Tyler Tribe. Tyler's Tribe is an organization benefiting Tyler Decker, a young 26-year-old male who is fighting against ALS. 100% of dollars raised will go directly to Tyler and support him in his road to recovery. To donate, and if you like this episode, we encourage you to do so. Venmo me at Marissa-Norris. 100% of dollars raised will go back to Tyler and his fight against ALS. 
All right, so you guys, my next question for you is you match on Bumble, right? Or you match on Hinge, everything is going good. Then you have your first date, then you have your second date, then you have your third date and things are going great, but you both still have dating accounts. What does that next step look like? How do you initiate dating, like deleting the account? Would it bother you if you're seeing this person and they still have a dating account up? Would you delete your account knowing they still have their account up? What does that look like to you guys? I don't think you should be deleting your dating accounts or even having like a conversation about deleting accounts unless you've had a conversation about being exclusive. That's true. Like you don't know it's still up unless you ask. So unless you're swiping or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, yeah, that's the thing. No, like, you someone, a be, friend could see them. Like true. you could delete yours and then a friend could see them on Totally. There. Which has happened with friends of ours too. And she's like, well, yeah, we haven't had that conversation yet. So it's good that you saw his profile, but we but haven't had a conversation about deleting. would you find that as a red flag or you wouldn't care? I wouldn't care if they, if I talked to them and they both said, we haven't had a conversation about deleting it. The profile is going to be out there. Like, so if you're on date five, you're on date five with this person, things are vibing so well. And he still has a a dating account. It wouldn't bother you at all. I think I would still have mine too. If they hadn't established what our relationship was in any form. Yeah. I think I'll be honest. I think I would find it irritating. Like I would be like, if I deleted my social media, if I was like so into this person and I was like, I really want to like invest more time in them. And we had gone on five dates over the course of a couple weeks and I deleted it because I didn't feel like it was necessary to have that conversation. And Brooke saw him on a dating app. I would be irritated. I think I've only had one like person to speak to about this when it comes to a hinge or bumble like stumbling upon it or whatever. I feel like that conversation happens very organically. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then don't delete it. If it's going to come from conversation, like say like date five, like tomorrow's point, like if you're not initiating it and they're not, you really don't have a reason yeah. to delete it until that conversation bubbles up of like, are we going to be exclusive? Are we going to take a break from dating apps to see where this can go? Maybe not like put a title on it right away, but at least just be like, so are you still swiping? Are you still going on dates? After date five, you've arguably known each other for at least a couple of and weeks. And it does come, it does come in like an organic conversation like when it gets to that point and you've been doing it like it is a normal conversation or if somebody does see like if my friend was like oh yeah I saw Joe on on the dating app like I thought you guys like you know were dating whatever I was like oh yeah well I haven't we haven't really talked about it yet but maybe that will like strike a conversation yeah and then he's like oh yeah I didn't think because it's not like he's active on it it's not like it said he was signed on five minutes ago his profile (laughs) just exists maybe maybe, but you don't know I mean it doesn't always say that but I'm saying like you need to give them the benefit of the doubt if you haven't had that conversation yet because the profile just exists out there. You don't know if he's on it actively and you don't know Mm -hmm. if he's doing it because more than likely if he's spending most of his time with you, then he's not. But that is a that's where you have that conversation. And I think that's when Mal's being a a very optimistic person and Mm -hmm. I'm pessimistic because I would look at it as I would want to date a guy that it's absolute bullshit if a guy tells you, oh, I didn't know my account's still active. No, no, not not that that he's saying he he doesn't know. Not that like, I mean, I, I have never deleted my account until we have had a conversation about deleting it. So many people can see that out there, but I'm not going to delete my account unless we're having a conversation that like we're exclusively dating. Yeah. I think I look at it as if it's not a fuck. Yes. It's a fuck. No. So if you're not like, if it's again, five dates over the course of like three weeks, and you're still like thinking I'm not good enough after five dates and you still want to swipe whether or not you're going on it or not. I don't know. I guess that's 
that's like a red flag for me. And that's me thinking that like, okay, what, what is it? Because you've known at after five days, like, you know, each other pretty well. You're talking and daily. you're talking. I don't care if you're dating other people. And this is again, why dating apps suck. Because if you're on a dating app and you see them on it, you know that he still has it, whether he not, he's on it or he's not on it. You know that he hasn't taken the time to delete it. But if you meet in the wild and not on a dating app, he could very well be dating other people and you'll just never know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe that's, you know, a, a better way of doing it. But I have to, like, I would just look at it as from the mentality of if, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. I would just assume like, okay, well, there's something about me. Uh, what is it after five dates that he still wants to have this exist? I think to both your point, Mallory, and your part, Marissa, is you both are trying to touch on two very similar things in different contexts where, Mar, you believe that once you find that person, you make that connection, that should be it, delete the dating app, whereas Mallory is until you have that conversation and it's not clearly established, keep the dating app because at the end of the day, a dating app is created and intended to find a connection with someone. And if that connection has not been had yet or is fully acknowledged yet, there's no point in dating or keeping. However, with millennial dating and millennial culture in general, our whole little culture is based on finding the fastest, most convenient, most painless, most easiest and satisfying process as a whole. And that is where dating apps, I think, can become really sticky because you could find someone that you were really into and they could feel the complete opposite way, but it's easy. It's convenient. You can literally go on an app right now and have a full long conversation with someone. It could be for days. It could be for weeks and then never meet them, but you're still feeling a void of feeling a connection with someone because you're honestly on a dating app for the most part. I think we could all agree. you download it with the underlying feeling of like, you're a little lonely. It's hard being single, especially right now during a pandemic and especially right now during the holidays. It's difficult and it's not always the most easy to get by without having some sort of comfort and your comfort will typically come from a hope of dating someone eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the downside of it too is be, just being jaded, whether you've had bad experiences or not, like it's almost become like if, you know, if you're a dating app veteran or if you've been doing this for a while, it almost becomes like. I can't show my vulnerability until I really, really know. And I think that that's where it comes from too. It's like, well, why do I need to give up this first if you're not doing this? It becomes like a, which it shouldn't be. It's Obviously this game. is a red flag. Like if, if you are feeling that way, if you're, you should be able to feel vulnerable with someone, especially after dating them for a while. But I think society or just this millennial culture, it, the way that we've set things up is like, Who's going to be the most emotionally unavailable? Who's going to be the first one to bring up, are you dating your apps or are you deleting your apps? And if someone brings it up first, is that girl crazy? Why are you already talking about that? There's just like so many things I think that us as women and maybe men do too, we're constantly thinking about in our head of like, is this the right move? If I bring this up, am I going to sound crazy if I do this? Is it too soon to bring it up? And then and then you end up being disappointed because, yes, of course, anybody's going to be disappointed if you've made a connection with someone, maybe slept with them after five dates or whatever, and then see their profile. Like, yes, of course, it's going to hurt. But are we going to 
look crazy because like we didn't have that conversation. I, there's just like so many, I think that so much that goes into it that gets convoluted. Yeah. I feel like the, like another really difficult part is, is it's almost a competition of who can care less. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Like you're just constantly trying to act like you don't care if the app still exists or you don't care if he didn't text you the next day, even though you've been on three dates, it's, it's okay if he, you know, waited a few days because he's traveling. Of course it's fine, you know, and you don't care, but you do care, you know, and it does hurt your feelings and it is going to bother you if the app is still up or it is going to bother you if you find out that they're like dating somebody else despite having several dates with them. And I think if there's anything that like, at least I, I can't speak for everyone, but like what I'm working, want to work on going into 2021 is like, it's not about who could care less. It's about loving yourself enough to know that you, what you have to offer and that I deserve somebody who's fully committed. And I'm not going to go into somebody who's like, an, who's fine with it just being like an, a whatever thing. Like I'm going to be 34 next year. I'm not fine with like acting like, Oh, I, I don't really care. It's fine. Whatever. Because I do care. And mm -hmm. this is an important stage of my life. And if I'm working to find my husband, then I need to care. Yeah. And to touch on something that we talked about earlier, it is so much about like not accepting the bare minimum. Yeah. Having a conversation is literally the bare minimum. Them showing up for a date and being a good person is the bare minimum. And so much we are conditioned to think that like, oh, well, they weren't a freak, so they have to be a good guy. No. Yeah. We also need to stop making excuses for them too. Like one thing that I've always reminded myself is if they want to talk to you and this is the freaking truth, they'll talk to you. If they wanted to, they will. Yeah, they would. Go back to basics and read the book. He's just not that into you, right? It's just like the bottom of the basics. We make excuses and that's just like how it is. So, I mean, stand up for yourself, know what you want and don't settle for no shit. All right, so that was nice. I think we got deep. That got, got heated. Some, that got heated. We got into some things, but this is what this podcast is for. And we're all, you know, we may have differing opinions, but I think at the end of the day, we all know what we want and it's important to not be ashamed of that. So I, I think this ties into what we're going to go into next. I think we should all kind of say, what is our one piece of dating advice that we could give to women out there, men out there? Um, I'll go first. I think... I think the one piece of dating advice that I could give is do not be afraid to be yourself. And especially in the beginning, I think it's so easy to get caught up in like wanting to put on a show and highlight all like the great things about yourself that maybe like who you truly are doesn't always show. You know, if you're a loud person and if you have a funny laugh or if you're crude at sometimes, like show, show that, like just be yourself because the person on the other end, if he's the person that's supposed to be with you, he's going to love every part of who you are. And you might as well show that right off the bat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think my biggest piece of advice is just know what you deserve. You deserve somebody who gives you good conversation via an app. You deserve somebody who you know, it doesn't have to be an expensive date, but maybe you just go to the beach and you sit and have a picnic. You know, you deserve somebody who invests times in you. You deserve somebody who doesn't play games. You don't, you don't deserve somebody who makes you question what things are. You deserve clarity. Um, I think just knowing what you bring to the table just allows you to realize how much you deserve and that whatever your age you are, maybe you're 26 and you're a virgin in dating or you're 33 years old and you're like, why isn't this happening? At the end of the day, no matter where you're at, just like know what you're what you deserve and do not settle because you will 
you know, separate or get divorced or whatever. And it's just not worth it. I think my dating advice would be to trust your gut 110%. If you have that feeling in your stomach or in your, the mm. voice in the back of your head, trust it. It is there for a reason. It is your self-preservation talking to you. That goes for if in the beginning he gives you the weird vibes through text, he's probably going to give you even weirder vibes in person. If you're in person, you feel like you shouldn't be in this situation, call a friend, make sure they know where you're at and get out of that situation. And if also you're dating someone and you're starting to feel like things are going weird, do not think you're crazy. Trust in your power and in your intuition. It is there for a reason and know that you know best for yourself and don't let people gaslight you. I love that because yeah. my favorite quote is if someone is shady, if someone seems shady, it's because they're shady. Thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. Some period. That was my senior quote. And now my friend Amy Moody is busy on her cell phone, but now my friend Toy would like to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kind of go off of Mars point is know your worth. I think I've learned that in a very, um, very big perspective of a, like, I have a good job. I am very faithful. Like I know where I am in my faith journey. I'm very like involved in church. Like I know where I'm at in all these points in my life. So I should not settle for somebody who, I'm trying to like stoop down to, or like try to level up with them or like mold and yes, mold and change yeah. into them so because good. like, I know my worth and I know how much, um, how much I deserve. Um, and I am never doing the dating apps after this. Period. Okay. Jay. So this is coming from the master of the games, but my biggest piece of advice is to stop playing them. They're going to just end up playing you. But honestly, like similar to what I said, if they want to talk to you, they're going to talk to you and like stop trying to play the game and take so long to respond. Like if it's someone you like genuinely talk to them and they're going to like you for who you are and just be a genuine person. And honestly, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and it'll be. So, you know, good luck to all y'all out there. And to end on that note, uh, it would be so funny if those of you who are on dating apps, if you could all screenshot some funny responses that you get from these idiots, we would love to see. Them. Yeah, we would love to post them. And guys, at the end of the day, as much as we you know, really dove into this topic. Dating is fun. I mean, take our advice as you will, but have fun on them. Take it as an opportunity to talk to new people, meet new people, maybe expand your search range and find yourself creeping in another state, whatever you want to do. But we wish you luck. We wish you the best. Happy swiping. And what we were going to say is Mary Kressler, but, uh, but actually guys, we actually have probably one of the funniest dating horror stories for you ever. Mallory and I purposely did not tell the other four girls in this room. As we told the story, this story did not happen to either of us. It did, however, happen to a very good friend of ours and she met him on Bumble, right? Yeah. In she 2017. Met him, she met him on Bumble. Everything lined up. It was perfect. They both had similar jobs, same type of work ethic. Um, he was out of state. And so, you know, even before meeting him, she was almost like, hey, like this guy, I think is it. Like, yeah, she's she, coming out here we, and like, this is going to be it. Yeah. We met her and she was like, he is so cute. He, she showed us pictures of him. He was so good looking was and hot, she yeah. was literally like, I think she was 30. So she was kind of like ready to settle down. And she really was thinking like the conversation is so fantastic. How will it not go well? 
Yeah. And so they went on a first date and everything went well. And then they went on a second date. And after the date, they were planning to go to a friend's house. So during the date, they had gone to dinner. At he, Mastro's. At, yeah. And he was whining and dining. He basically whined and dined her. They bought the seafood tower. Um, they split a black and blue filet. I mean, they got oysters, up, crab legs, everything, like the, the entire tower. Right. And sh uh, she was kind of thinking like, wow, this is a lot of food. And, you know, they were eating a lot of the seafood. They were enjoying their time. So she was super hyped after this, like after this, I'm bringing him to my friend's Christmas party. He's going to meet a lot of my girlfriends. Like, I wonder how he'll act. You know, you get all of those like expectations. Like I can't wait for him to meet my people. So then they're at dinner and, you know, he, he seems totally normal. You know, maybe he's loosening his tie a little bit, maybe under the music that she couldn't hear. Maybe his stomach was gurgling a little bit, but no, at one, Mastro's, knew. no one knew it was, it wasn't, it wasn't noticeable. So then they go to her friend's house and it's her friend, a friend that we know actually her husband, our friend, and this guy. And unfortunately, at that point, he said, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. Yes, and I and I do think that there is more people there, so no one really noticed that he was gone oh, for yeah, as at long that as point, he was. It was a party. It was, so. it was, well, it wasn't a party. It was probably like 12 people. Okay, yeah. But I mean, at that point, anybody could have had this stomach gurgling. Well, keep in mind, this was a house in like Corona Del Mar, so it was like a two-bedroom, or two-bedroom, one-bath type of situation. And so he sneaks away to the restroom. No one really realizes where he's been. It's been a while. Everyone's drinking. They're playing drinking games. Everyone's having a good time. She's pretty tipsy. Everyone's having a great time. Well, he comes back, taps her on the shoulder, and he's like, all right, babe, like, are you ready to go? And it was, you know, later. And she's like, yeah, sure, ready to go. They go home. They spend the night together, have a great night, whatever. She wakes up in the morning, he had left in the morning because he had to go do like work or something. So he had gotten up and left early in the morning. She gets a phone call from her friend, the owner of the house of the party. So that mortified. So that girl calls him and it goes, dude, what the fuck? I mean, this girl's an interior designer. Her house is stunning. And our friend's like, wait, what? What's the matter? This guy shat himself all over the bathroom, but he didn't shat himself like, oh, in the toilet. There was shit smeared all on the over walls, the walls. On the walls, on the curtains, on, on the, the mirror. Floor. The toilet was overflowing. I mean, it looked like he had like a like a baby when they put their hands in their diaper for the first time and play with their shit. Like a monkey, like monkeys do <laughs> at the zoo. He Literally, this is what it looked assaulted like. this bathroom with his dirty little fingers with his shit fingers so like to her surprise she's like no there's no way and she's like no absolutely like you need to get here like you have no idea what i walked into sending her pictures and she's just mortified like there's no way he could have done this she had to hire a cleaning facility to come in disinfect it like biohazard zone completely mortified and this guy just never even said anything to her. He acts like it doesn't didn't even happen. Like it didn't happen. And when she finally confronted him, like, dude, you have no idea what I just dealt with. Like, how could you not tell me? He had nothing to say. No, he had the audacity to blame it on the black and blue stage. <laughs> that and the seafood tower. But it's like, yeah, nothing. but I think and that the never, seafood tower would have that done that to anybody. Never apologized, never nothing. And that was just the end of it. Yeah, and that was the end of it. So, and that is what we call a shitty date.
<laughs> yeah, they call it. They should have called it the, the shit food tower. <laughs> it, was, it was the shit food tower, guys. And I mean, at the end of the day, she is happily engaged now, marrying soon because she didn't let that shit date steer her away. She and, actually ended up dating this guy, mating this guy on a nap. Yeah, and so that's you know that's maybe a success story that you guys could see as well. That never give up. Sometimes you just gotta go through the shit before yeah, you find ship, your true love. But ultimately, guys, I think that you can you can tell by our friends, by Mal and I, that dating apps are hard. Surround yourself with girlfriends to keep yourself positive, to bounce ideas off of, to call after these bad dates. And, you know, live life, and live get, life to the fullest and get excited for the good ones because they will be out there and, you know, set your intentions right and set your intentions high and everything will work out for the best. All right, guys. Well, we will be coming back to you soon enough. But in the meantime, keep it cool.